It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. To me, it feels like the end of an era tonight. I know that's a big statement off one game, but I, but I think it's more than that. I was really perplexed by the moves that they made in the offseason. It was a significant risk and a risk that I think is really going to damage the future of the football club. It's not going to be Damien Harbin's problem because the likelihood of him being there for over 20 years is unlikely when these Hopper and Taranto deals expire. But right now with Richmond's ladder position, the pick for Jacob Hopper is well inside the top five or six, so that's going to hurt. But you've also given away three other first-round draft picks. You've got some ageing players. Cochin subbed out tonight. That's significant. So they got real concerns. How do you feel about that opinion, Dermot? I, I'm, I'm, we're opposite the casino. I'm a hold on that. I, I want to see them with a better list out on the field. They, they are seriously depleted. I, I can understand because it, it sounds like it's almost the history of my team that I love, Hawthorne, the O'Meara, the, the Tom Mitchell, the Wingard, uh, even Jarman Impey, these types of... Giving up Ryan Burton. Yeah, mm. and, and getting players like that in. And for what you give up, you want core players. Are they top-up players or will they be core to your survival and progression? So I'm a hold and wait and see at the moment on this. Because it's funny, when you look at a team and you're watching it on TV and you're not at the ground, you see the ball exit screen and you go, oh, that's all right, that'll go to Grimes. Uh, uh, the last couple of years, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here. It, uh, I'll, appearing on screen next will be Rance, you know, mm. that type of thing. They're not there. So we can't get a true feel of that team at the moment. I felt for Trent Cotchin last night, and, and it was one of those times I thought to myself, and you, you don't mind talking as Kane does, making hard calls and assessments and judgments because that's what happens within the club. I just wonder what the club thinks right now because they would have, I think, had a chat with Trent in the off-season. And it, from all the noise that when we've questioned this, it sounds like Trent Cotchin's been such a wonderful servant. We've left the the choice in his hands. I saw Ollie Florent. Now, Ollie's a standard-paced league player. He's not lightning. Mm. He's not slow. He's your standard-paced league footballer. And he ran away from Trent in the middle of the ground, and it was glaring. When you get those one-on-one -on -one exposures... It was glaring that Trent can't run anyone down, can't chase him. He's still monstrous, the way he attacks the footy and the way he supplies that leadership, which some teams lack. So it, it can be valuable what his assets still are. But it was glaring that he physically couldn't do the things that made him a great player. So, so he started the substitute last week, mm. ended at the substitute last night. With a full list and Jack Graham's missing at the moment through that midfield, is he in their best 23? I still think they'll persevere with him. I, I've, I've had a bit of a, a, a really nice 
seat here watching what's happening in Adelaide. Rory Sloan coming back from a knee reconstruction, how they handle that, the ascension of the captaincy there to Jordan Dawson. And what they're doing with Sloan is Sloan's playing about 65% game time at the moment and, he, and he's spending a lot of the starts of the quarters off. And then when the heat is off the game, he, you know, he comes in at the 15-minute mark or the 20-minute mark. Uh, certainly he plays much more in the second half. So last week... Had 12 possessions in the third quarter when a bit of heat was off the game and, and played really well in the second half. But it's his, he doesn't stop talking. He's instructing and putting blokes in position. Now, that works when you've got a young side that needs a lot of direction. You've got coverage. Yeah, I'm not Face. sure that... Uh, that, that can Richmond, Trent be that player well, that I, you I'm can not put sure. on the ground at the 15-minute mark and the, 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 the pace is out mm. of the game and, the, and the, the quicker players cover... His lack of pace now. Can he be that player well, still? Well, that's what I think they should be exploring. They also should be exploring the, you know, how many games he actually plays during the year. So when he does play, he's fresh and he's actually, um, you know, close to, you know, maximum output for him. But what I was saying about Sloan, Adelaide have got the second youngest list in the competition. So you need that direction. I'm not sure Richmond are in that same boat and again can afford Almost that luxury. Now. So, well, this is your long suit, Cowler, is yeah. Richmond's positioning that trying to play both sides of the fence, what they gave up for Hopper and Taranto. Yeah, and there's first-rounders and there's first-rounders, and clubs talk about that, don't they, around the, the top end of a group. And last year there was a real top end, a real top 10 in that draft class. And then the next part of that first round, I think there was a lot of uncertainty about where they actually all fit in, in the average draft class. And we haven't seen too many of the, the 10 to 20 of that pool yet. The top 10 is looking really, really good, as we all know. But their picks they gave up for Taranto are 12 and 19. Those players haven't played yet, those guys who were selected at that point. Uh, and then the, the future first-round pick is, is the issue now because they've obviously given a huge hand in terms of the Giants and, and that future first-round pick. At the moment, it's a top-six selection, and the Giants have been winners out of this before. They, they obviously got Finn Callahan out of the, the Collingwood trade a few years ago when nobody would have expected Collingwood to finish 17th on the ladder. So that's playing the futures market and, and backing yourselves in. It doesn't help when you play the futures market and you lose your key forward for eight to ten weeks in Tom Lynch and your, your captain or co-captain and Ruckman for about the same amount of time. So I think the, the disjointed nature of how they're playing at the moment is coming through. But without a selection, that makes it a little bit harder to placate what's happening. So I think the question that sits on Hopper and Taranto right now is are they Mitchell and O'Meara who, who yeah. have come when you're, you're grasping at it one more time, but it actually is gone? Yeah, and that's a fair question. But my, my view is what you, you're this far and you may as well keep going. So you've made the big calls. You've gone for them at seven-year deals at, at high price. You, you've backed in the salary cap to rise, so that's okay from a money point of view. Go and target some free agents now. So don't back over it and, and fall back into line after a year. You, you keep going with this and target a Harry Himmelberg or, or someone that you can get as a free agent rather than hitting the, the trade period. For me, this looks a little bit like what West Coast did when they topped up with Kelly at Geelong. They thought they could; he was the missing piece of the puzzle. But what happens is when Shuey and Yo and, and McGovern and those their body lets them down and they don't get out on the park, that's become very expensive for them and they haven't been able to regenerate through the draft yeah. as quickly. People have questioned Richmond's list management over the years. There were some pretty loud voices asking whether pick six for Dion Prestia was the right call as well early into that trade and it turned out the absolute right call. So I'm willing to give Blair Hartley and Matt Clark, guys who've steered this club back into success, a bit of time on this one. How impactful are Hopper and Taranto to your eye, Bix? Yeah, I, I just don't feel that they uh, they hurt the opposition enough. You can pick up the stat sheet today. Both had over 30 possessions. I think it was 31 and 34 or something like that. Hopper but it, 32, Taranto 34. Yeah, and, 
And I thought Taranto was probably the better of those two, but I just don't feel like you're sitting there thinking these guys are cutting him apart through the midfield. And, and you know, at different stages, when Chad Warner gets it and he bursts away and he, he breaks lines, you, th- you feel like he's hurting the opposition. I don't say that about those other There's guys. a reason the Giants kept Tom Green and let these two go. They, they, I think they're tremendous players, and I'm going to be hard and assess them. Taranto's, and they call him the bull. He's a fantastic bull, but he's a double grabber of the ball, which which takes away a quarter of a second, which is an eternity inside a pack. Mm. He's not a great kicker, the footy. He can go forward and kick goals, but he hasn't done that yet. Hopper's the more deft at sidestep, buying, buying himself a half a second in traffic, sidestep, and then is able to deliver better. He's probably the better player, but his body has half let him down already as well. Neither of them truly run the lines, and yet the Giants viewed their pecking order, Tom Green number one, and he's the last on the scene, Mm. then Hopper, then Taranto. And as I say, that's, that's no slight on them. They're very, very good players. That's just why they thought, we've got three blokes to do the one job. Let's keep the the one we think's the best, and he's the youngest. Then there was the manner in which Richmond played, and that's uh, that aggrieved the coach. I think it's fair to say. And I thought our discipline was incredibly poor tonight. You know, a couple of incidents we just look at and go, "It's ridiculous what we're doing." So we'll uh, chat to the boys about that. Have you already? Yeah, yeah. In the end of the day, you now it's all good to push and shove, but the reality is you got to pick the ball up. That's that's tough footy sort of stuff. So, you know, I'm disappointed with that, and our fans will be, and I'm sure they will be when they see them. You don't often hear a coach quite so blunt as that, Cal. Ridiculous. No, he was asking to be asked the follow-up there, wasn't he? Yep. And he put it out there. He wasn't – no one searched for the discipline question. He, he wanted to put that out there on his players. And the clear example of that last night was Shea Bolton, wasn't it? So and, how does this run through to your eye? Well, it's a strike, medium impact – I think to to the body and and likely was it the inside of the not palm but what, the, won't matter it doesn't matter won't matter not in the manner that he swung at it because yeah whether it's a clenched fist or that inside yep. of the palm they will that will they will argue that though won't they uh, I don't know I I just think once you stand there and do that. You're not beating anything. Yeah. However, this is graded is what he's going to serve. And I actually, I think my personal view, he'll serve two. Okay. What's my personal one? view is one yeah. medium and body and one one go. Yeah. Will it come I think, down to? I, I actually it... think it'll be high. I think it'll be medium and high. Because so the neck is high. Okay. Yeah. It's dubious whether it pushed up though. Is sure. it? Yeah. Will it be careless or intentional? Has to, oh, be has to be intentional. intentional. Mm. Yeah. I think they've, they've, they've played stopped. stopped. And he knew played stopped. There's others where, what was the one, Charlie Ballard earlier in the year? It was a bounding yeah. throwing. That was rank, forearm. Yeah, careless. <laughs> but that, that was, I think. I reckon be, he'll get no benefit of the doubt in the way that mm. this is graded. Not, not, when you, not when you do that. So he'd already nearly kicked his opponent's head off. Yes. Which was a really dangerous That was crap. Oh, that was awful. Crude. And then for no reason whatsoever, just decided to whack him. Cal, my read on that game watching it last night was, and it's so easy to say, oh, they got under their skin, Sydney agitated Richmond and actually, and I don't think I've ever said it before, did get under their skin. They were niggling away at them and and just, they were doing a little, I'd hate those little acts performed against me and I probably would have struggled to hold back as well in, in the day. 
but they were like schoolboys taking cheap shots, whether it was verbal or a little flick or whatever, and Richmond fell right into it and lost their cool as if to say, hey, we actually have won a premiership. You blokes have been smacked around. Cop this for your end. Free kick. And, and it was just such an amateur hour. Well, it, was, it was the upstarts, wasn't it? And that was probably what made John Longmire most proud last night post-game and that it was the youngest team off the round. We're going to come to that. We'll pay proper tribute to the Swans. The graphic nature of Jack Revolt's injury. So he had seven staples in his head to keep playing. And then it looks like, I reckon it's 12 stitches. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing footage, isn't it? And we saw the bandage during the game. So then it was unmasked at the end of the game. (laughs) Scenes of Francis Burke and Jack Dyer running off the ground. And the immediacy of the blood uh, was probably the most off-putting thing, wasn't it? But And there's something to be said as well for validation in resting him last week and what that can be done for, for, we're talking about Trent Cotchin before, rested last week, comes back and played clearly the best game of his season so far. So You ever had the stables, Bix? Well, I I had. They hurt going in. They do, they ever. Once again, I was, I took my boys last night to watch and I explained to them, he's probably going off to have that stapled. And they, they thought I was messing around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but having seen, the minute he went down, he felt straight for his head. Uh, without trying to be do one-upmanship here, I had a very similar experience that uh, played at Victoria Park in 1995 where one of my teammates, Andrew Jarman, kneed me to the side of the head and it split me right across, up the middle from here to here. To here, I'm just doing this visually. You're on radio, f- big. Front of my head to the back. I had 37 stitches. Oh, wow. 37. 37 stitches. It was, a, it was a big gash and literally got stretched off. They put a white towel to, to sort of stop the bleeding and compress it. When I got into the change rooms, they threw the towel into the sort of onto the ground and it was just totally red. So it's a very vascous part yeah. of our body. You, you didn't come back and kick four? No, I didn't. I actually, I was still being stitched up after the game, uh, which uh, wasn't wow. much fun. So it happened in the second quarter. So it was a, it was a fairly nasty gash. So this is a three-inch gash straight down Jack's forehead. It's going to ruin his TV career for a while. <laughs> <laughs> He's never shaking that. that. That's. I mean, you're a, you're yeah. a legit hard man, to, yeah. but that's off-putting. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's not what you want to be looking at across the dinner table. That's for sure. Well, you. I've canvassed my next statement with you before. The craft of being a key forward is going out of our game. Now, Jack's at about 50% of his powers physically of what he used to be in terms of jump, in terms of leap, in terms of sidestep, in terms of endurance. But he still has forward craft. And it is a rarity in this day. We'll get onto him later, but the Gold Coast Suns, they don't have anyone with forward craft. The, the the Fremantle Dockers, they have two with forward craft. That's all. Uh, and that's Walters and Schultz, the two smallest blokes on their forward line. Forward craft is almost a dying art in this game because we recruit midfielders and ruckmen. And if the ruckmen aren't big enough to play in the ruck, we turn them into key forwards. So someone like Jack is a rarity and he draws the footy. And he knows how to win the footy. And it's, it's in the money ball terminology, he gets on to second. He gets the ball yeah. through the goals. Mm. Yep. And it's a rarity and it's invaluable. It was great. On the night he goes into the Hall of Fame years down the track, that's going to be part of his legacy now. The night he this happened to him and he came back onto the ground and kicked four goals mm. and he was stirring. That's the Richmond side of the, the equation. A nod to the Swans next and what they were able to do. This is crunch time for the Berwick Motor Group. Sail on now at Berwick Nissan and Ozito. Powering DIYers all day, every day at Bunnings.